Welcome to the 40th episode of the Half Full Reviews podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DJ, and I am joined by Connor, a.k.a. Batnobi. How's it going today? It's going all right. How about you? It's going good. Did I throw you off? I accidentally used your real name. No. <laughs> that's because I don't usually call you Batnobi, but if people are looking for you, that's how they're going to find you. This is true. So... Today we thought we'd talk about uh, upcoming video games for the rest of 2022, I guess. Like the fall slash winter 2022, October, November, December there's, here. There's honestly a surprising amount releasing in the next two months. There really is, and there's a couple of really big ones, you know. Like, personally, I'm really interested in Pokemon, you know, so. I'm interested in seeing a lot of the new mechanics that are being introduced. We can spend some time talking about that today for sure, because um, I love talking Pokemon. And let's see here. I mean, we have a whole awesome list of stuff, but before we get into that, uh, have you been playing anything recently? Uh, nothing brand new. Well, anything. I played the Starship Troopers RTS game, but at that po- at this point, that was that released uh, two, three months ago. Well, that's okay. That's what you're playing. I've been playing um, Magic the Gathering Arena online. I played, like, a match of League of Legends. I played... Um, what did I play? Um, I mean, honestly, I haven't... I've been uh, working so hard on that contest, the Mission to Minerva mm-hmm. that Kit Bash did the last two weeks. I haven't really been playing any games. Yes. Well, that happens, right? When you're working on a content creation project like that, um, which it came yeah. out great. I think it came out amazing. So are you sharing that on I'm your social media? I shared it on my Twitter and my art station. Nice. So people can go check that out because it came out really nice. You want to talk about it for a second? Yeah. Can I tell people what it was and what it was inspired? Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, it would say uh, sci-fi. You, the Minerva Galaxy was just discovered, and a mission is to go there and explore it. So the creators are working together to create concept arts and animations to show off this new universe that was discovered. So everyone's working together in a competition to build that universe. That's cool. Is is it going to be used in a game afterwards or a? I have no idea. Well, that'd be cool. So, I haven't seen anyone else's submissions yet, but I did see yours. I think yours is really great. So, you'll have to let us know how that goes. I hope it does. I hope it goes well. See, I've been um, I've played a little bit of Pokemon the other day, Sword and Shield. I got online, did some battles to record them for a YouTube video. Um, oh. And that was fun. I. I did some ranked battles and played with Gyarados and Scorbunny, uh, whatever the evolution of Scorbunny is. And um, who else did I use? Tyranitar or Tarantrum? I used Tarantrum, uh, but I didn't actually get to use him. He was on my team, but I, they never knocked out my other two, so I never brought him out. I like Galvantula. I love Galvantula and sticky web teams and stuff. So wh- wh- where have you played with Galvantula? <laughs> Pixelmon Minecraft mod. Oh, cool. Well, that's fine. Sometimes, some of my favorite Pokemon I've discovered through, like, non-main series games, through side games. Well, I, it's cool because uh, they, they go from sizes like Pygmy all the way up to uh, Ginormous. Mm-hmm. And that means you can get a, a little Galvantula and get the uh, Joltik form, and it's almost like a pixel big. Oh, <laughs> it's just funny. running around with its name over it. So I loved catching it and running around with it. That's a cool Pokemon. So, like, competitively, they use um, 
sticky webs and it sprays it on the field and then whenever they switch in a pokemon they get their speed reduced so it's like okay. you set the field to make your team faster by hindering them um so he's a cool and he also has compound eyes is his ability that he has in all most games and that allows you to find items on wild pokemon so you have a chance to find an item on a wild pokemon if he's in the lead party spot and you encounter him okay so he, uh my favorite pokemon to use is eevee you're the second person this week who I've talked to that really likes Eevee. And this other guy was collecting, like, all the Eeveelutions for the first time in the Legends Arceus game. Um, but... I have a, a collection of all the Eevee forms, small little plushies inside of a case. That's cool. I, I like Eevee. I really liked Eevee in Gen 1. You know, I thought it was such a cool Pokemon that you could choose how you wanted to evolve it. Oh, yeah. So... Since then, like, I'm not a huge fan of lots of the evolutions, but I respect people who are. Like, I'm fine with it, you know, because Eevee is a cool Pokemon. Um, we need a ghost-type one, though, that you can evolve by hitting, oh, it, hitting it with awesome. a brick. It was so upsetting, to because they got the dark... Umbreon's cool, Espeon's cool, uh, Flareon... I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Leafeon and Glaceon, honestly. Yeah, well... But if they would have dropped a ghost-type... <laughs> Or a dragon type, that would have yeah. been awesome. Oh, a dragon Eevee would be so cool. That would be sweet. Now, now with the the new mechanic for the Pokemon game, and I promise, guys, we're going to get to talking about other video games besides Pokemon eventually here. We can do that? We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, the, the, but the new game's really exciting. The new Pokemon game, Scarlet and Violet, is coming out on November 18th. It is on our list of stuff to talk about. Um, We're talking about evolutions. We're talking about, oh, the... The new mechanic that allows you to add a typing to your Pokemon, that's what they're doing, called yeah. terrestrializing. So people are saying, the latest thing I'm hearing is that the ice type is going to be broken. Because ice type is really good offensively, but it's like the worst defensive one right next to rock. And so you can add a typing that's a really good defensive typing, but still keep your stab ice moves. So it's going to turn a lot of these crappy ice Pokemon into actually possibly competitively viable Pokemon, just because you can add okay. in a typing of your choosing to it so yeah now i can make my ice cream cone deadly v vanilla ice or vanillite or whatever yeah that that is one of those controversial pokemon that some people just can't stand but i think it's cute i'm down with any pokemon i, I don't care so hey by all means so let's circle back to that let's hit a couple of these other games and let's circle back to pokemon because i can talk pokemon all day i mean um, we might just have to do a, a podcast about pokemon then we should, we should. So maybe the next episode we'll just do all Scarlet and Violet, right? Because this come out the 18th. We've still got two weeks before that comes out. We can squeeze a whole episode and kind of tell you everything you need to know about it, cover the trailers and stuff. So for sure. Yeah, we can We can do that. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, so take it away. What's the next game? So let's look at let's look at our, our, our October ones, even though we're past October. Um, it's still cool to look at them. So we had Bayonetta 3 come out on October 23rd. And did you hear what happened with the voice actress for that? Yes. I, uh, from what I heard, she was offered a certain, like, 15000 and said, like, she kept, the story kept changing on what she was offered mm -hmm. and what she wasn't offered. Mm -hmm. It turns so out. I'm, I, I'm not the biggest fan of following drama, so I didn't pay much mind. Me neither, exactly. And then, and like you said, she kept changing her story, and the company released more details. And it turns out she was—I think she was kind of making a fool out of herself. Um, I think media's not siding with her 
um, at this point. Well, but... yeah, because from what I heard, she was being offered to make a cameo and not a flat, not like voice the whole game, and she was expecting to get paid to voice the whole game. Oh, well, that's a lot different too, then. Well. Whatever it was, it did cause a lot of drama. If you don't know, she tweeted and asked people to boycott the game. Then the company came out, and then people calmed down because some details came out that sounded like she was being really dramatic. Um, but, I mean, if you want to get paid more for a game, in my opinion, you need to have an agent represent you, or you need to know what you're worth or what the going rates are. And if you... Come on, you look at Bayonetta 3. It's the third game, and the first ones, you look at how much they made. That should be a giveaway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. You know, like, I feel like... Well, she also said that the net worth of the company was worth more than the games even sold. Yeah, so... Yeah, so they should they should have deep pockets. I don't know why they would gimp anybody, you know, on a paycheck, so I don't feel like... Well, I was saying, she was saying they had more than what they had to be able to offer her. Like, they, she was saying that their income was higher than the amount of money they had in the entire studio. I don't know. It, it was an interesting story, though. I did hear a lot of people talking about it. I'm not a Bayonetta fan myself, are you? No, I, I'm not a Bayonetta, and I'm not a Devil May Cry fan. There you go. Yeah, me neither. I'm not a big fan of either one of those games. But Devil May Cry has a game coming out, too, doesn't it? Some kind of, or was it not? I am not sure. I'm not sure. There was something labeled Devil something coming out. You know, who knows? Um, we'll see when we get down the list. <laughs> <laughs> Bayonetta had, um, it makes an appearance in the newest Smash Bros. game. And I do like playing her in that game, like Super Smash Bros. So that's cool. Okay. Um, the most I know about her is from Death Battle a few years ago. What was that? I believe it was Dante versus Bayonetta. Okay, that's interesting. Well, they also did... Okay, let's jump to the next one here. We've got Marvel Snap was also on October 18th. We're going to get to November here in a second. But Marvel Snap came out. It's like a mobile game. A card game? I'm thinking about trying it but i don't know how i feel about it honestly i've heard a lot of good things i know i have a couple a couple friends that run a podcast and they've been just nuts about this game um talking about it all the time so i haven't tried it but i'm thinking about trying it too so maybe okay um resident evil reverse october 28th why don't you cover that one you tell me about that because i don't really know much about it uh i'll look that up real quick head on to the next one Oh, okay, I'm, I thought, I thought sure. you said that one was like a remake. Was that not the remake one? No, Resident Evil 4 remake. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. I don't even know what the reverse one is, but you could look it up quick and see if there's anything about it. Um, let's see, we got Mar look it up real quick. Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope. I can talk about that for a second. That also came out in October. And my By kids, all means. My kids are excited to get that one, but I'm going to make them wait till like Christmas. But they love Mario games, and they like watching Rabbids. And the game looks cute. The trailer looks good, so I've never had one of those games, but I'm willing to buy it and try it out. So. Okay. Uh, my friend uh, Vamp is a big fan of playing them. He's beaten most of them. I don't know if he's like the biggest fan, but I know he's beaten a few of them, and he enjoyed them. So I haven't heard anything necessarily bad about them. Oh, so it could be a good buy, especially if you're a Mario fan, you know? So, um, Let's see. We have... Anything else in October that was coming out? I don't think so. I think that was it. So oh, okay. So RE Reverse is the uh, versus game for Resident Evil. So it's a six-player... Uh, uh, like It's like two to six players fight to the death. How 
does that work? Is it like slow walk and then you have to lift up your pistol to shoot and stop moving kind of? Well, yeah, Resident Evil stopped being that around like five and six. Like you could, well, around six. So I'm guessing it's more along the lines of six. Okay. So that's the only one I could really see having a successful versus. But at the same time, the last time they did something like that, it didn't work. Yeah, so it might not work again. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, from what it says, it's got really bad ratings. What was your... F- I mean, the, the Google user says 81%, but the reviews are 6 out of 10 and 5 out of 10. So not so great, just okay. Are you a big yeah. Resident Evil fan? I was until 6. <laughs> I, I was not like a big fan, but I've watched some people play them, and I played a little bit of some of them, and I always enjoyed them. I just wasn't like a super fan or anything. I, don't, like, follow oh, yeah, I wasn't a super fan. I liked four, and I enjoyed five playing it co-op with my brothers. And then uh, we pl- we actually played five recently, me and my friend Austin, on the heart, and it was surprisingly simple. Mm-hmm. But uh, when six came around, it went from this like horror-ish action game to just an action game that kind of removed all the elements that made it a Resident Evil game. Unless you did, like, the Leon story, and then it was very, very, very cliche, almost cringy lines. I I would say I fear Pokemon doing that one day where they get so far away from what it originally was that it stops being what it is. But at the same time, Pokemon's already done that a million times now, and it's proven to be pretty successful, you know? They keep reinventing the wheel, but as long as they keep the core thing of collecting and battling, it seems to work. Well, it's not about whether they advance or not. It's how you advance. If you advance into something, you have to do it right. Hmm. So if you you could take Pokemon, if you advance in any direction, if they do it right and stay true to it being Pokemon, it could still work. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with that. So I, I'm becoming more and more open-minded about the series as it goes, and I am very excited about the latest ones coming out. Um, let's see. We have, uh, you know, we have God of War Ragnarok. This is in November. Wait, which November? That one I'm excited about. November I, I loved playing God of War 4. God of War 1 through 3, they were good in their own right i wasn't the biggest fan because i was a big fan of greek mythology at the time when they released so it was such a difference than in the original lore and the characters to me just looked weird in design compared to what they could have been that is just odd it felt overly macho and bloody which was kind of the point and i see that's why a lot of people enjoyed it but to me that took away from a lot of it but then God of War 4 dropped, and it made the best of both worlds. It had a beautiful story. The world was beautiful. It was fun to run around. The combat was still bloody, but it was entertaining. You could customize your armor. Uh, you could swap out gear. You could work with uh, your son Atreus and everything. So there was so much more to it, and it told this in-depth story. It messed up a lot of Norse mythology, which ironically I was becoming a fan of at the time too. Mm-hmm. But it was very enjoyable and it didn't it didn't break so far away from it that i couldn't enjoy the game does each game cover a different mythology no so one through three is greek mythology and then four and ragnarok are norse and then i guess the next game's supposed to 
if they continue be a different mythology okay well cool i don't know much about those games but i do know again lots of people like them so yeah so 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 what's the most exciting about the new one coming out then i mean you're definitely gonna buy it right yeah uh the new one it can you uh kind of got left at a uh, strange moment spoilers for anybody <laughs> uh well do you want to do you worry care if i spoil it a little for you no, no, go ahead. So I, if I do play them, I don't mind them being spoiled. But this is spoiler. Hit the skip 15-second button if you don't want to hear it, guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. So at the end of the game, you learn Atreus is Loki, which was really the only part that bugged me in the whole game. Mm -hmm. So your son's been Loki the whole time. And then uh, you learn uh, Ragnarok's about to start because uh, I forget the name of the harsh winter, the winter that's supposed to last nine years in Signal Ragnarok. But uh, that starts up at the end of the game, and then Thor shows up, and the game just goes to credits right away. Huh. That's so they heavily led up to it, and it just ends right away. How? So why would the Loki being him, like, isn't the Loki the god of deception? Like, he does actually turn himself into other people all the time to play pranks on people? Yes, but, like, Atreus is actually your son. Like, you actually had, like, had him with the Frost Giant. So, the so character he originally in the was... storyline, then? Uh, he's, he's a Greek god. But so, how, so, so how did they make Loki him and get rid of him at the same time? No, he is. His mother wanted to name him Loki, oh. but... Kratos had him name him Atreus gotcha. after so one of the Spartans. The, they kind of fudged it up is what they did. Yeah, so that's the only part that really bugged me with it. But if you can get over that, it's pretty great. Okay. Well, I might have to try and, these games out one day. You know, the the last thing oh, yeah, I played... Sorry. Have you ever played uh, the you get of the Rings? See... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to see, like, Atreus go from this kid to learning that he's a god... And becoming very egotistical because he's part god, mm -hmm. to uh, being brought back down to being humble again. So you get to see this whole character growth, and Kratos is somewhat trying to atone from his past, and he's trying to be distant, but he's finally got someone who's a god like him who can actually fight alongside him and be there. That's cool. I like it. I like it when they do good character development in games and they show you stuff. So, for sure. So I'm not like a super huge hack and slash fan, but I know you're a big Lord of the Rings fan to an extent. Um, to an extent. What about the ones? What were those hack and slash Lord of the Rings games that came out a little while ago? The Middle Earth ones. What were they? I have no idea. What? I haven't played a Lord of the Rings game in a while. Okay. Well, there's no there's none of them coming out anytime soon, so we'll skip over it. But topic for a different day. <laughs> So, Fair enough. Um, what else we got here? We Goat Simulator on November seventeenth, the third one coming out. I've only ever played the first one. Did you ever play any of those? I played the first, and I may have played the second. That was a pretty I funny game. Do you think they're getting are they getting more serious now? Or are they actually trying to make like a storylines and crazy? They're still just like super stupid. They're goofy games. They're meant to be goofy. Like, there's some hidden lore in there, but they're meant to be goofy. But uh, this one has full-blown co-op, so it's kind of exciting. That is exciting. Then it's better for streaming, it's better for playing with friends. Oh, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. three to four players. Wow, yeah, that could be cool. Oh, yeah. 
I do remember playing Goat Simulator, and uh, back in the day, too, I played it, uh, and the wife and I were watching it, like, taking turns with the controller, and it was just like, we couldn't get over it. It was back when the game first came out, and people oh. were like... Yeah. Goat Simulator 2 is uh, local co-op, so you guys can play that together. Oh, that if we should do that. Maybe we did. Maybe we did play that one, because I remember sitting on the couch with my wife and having a blast playing one of these, just laughing at it. It only lasted for a day or two, and then we were over it, but enough, you know. It dropped a DLC where you could play with, like, a penguin, a, I believe a dolphin in a uh, in a wheelchair and stuff like that. <laughs> That's kind of upsetting and disturbing. I'm not sure what to think about that. So, <laughs> a dolphin in a wheelchair? I believe okay. it was a dolphin in a wheelchair. Okay. All right. Um, uh, we we kind of skipped over. Uh, November 8th is Sonic Frontiers. Now, I have not played a Sonic game in a long time, but my kids are huge Sonic fans, and I do have all the original ones, um, so I could see them wanting to play it or something like that. Um, are you a Sonic fan at all? I, I, I'm i a Sonic fan now and again, yeah. Yeah. It, it, Sonic's cool, so sometimes I get to pick up the controller and play a level for them, you know, so most of the old stuff... But the new stuff's cool, too. I mean, I grew up watching the Sonic cartoon on Saturday morning, so... Oh, yeah, I watched Sonic X, and I was a big fan of uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, yeah, so those were all good. So, yeah, Sonic's cool. I don't have any problem with Sonic. New Sonic games, bring them on, so... Um, oh, yeah. Need for Speed Unbound, December 2nd. We're getting it... No, that's December here, but... Um, oh, yeah. Need for Speed, what's your history with that? Uh, Underground 2. Hey, that's, I played a lot of that one too. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So as a kid, I played the hot pursuit ones. Um, and those were fun. Cause they actually had a co-op on a one PC. We could play with a keyboard, two people on one okay. keyboard. And so we, you could be, one could be the cop and one could be the runaway guy in reverse, or you could both be cops or whatever. So that was cool. But then the underground series was good. Um, I think that, don't you go undercover as a, like your police officer goes undercover. Uh, I don't remember. That might have been Need for Speed Undercover. I don't know. Either way, there was lots of them right around that time period that the car customization was really good, and you could kind of free roam the city um, and get into trouble and stuff. So lots of open-world Need for Speed games. Those are pretty cool. We should we should pull up Need for Speed Unbound really quick and see. I mean, I guarantee you it's, it's open-world, right? Um, uh, the new one? It might be. Yeah, like, like it seems kind of like what they did. We can drive all around. Ultimate street challenges, and um, they they had Hot Pursuit remastered recently. And NFS it's uh, Need for Speed what? Unbound. I mean, it'd be a little ridiculous to have that name and not be open world. Exactly. Yeah, like you kind of have to, right? So without yeah. getting a name. Um, let's see deck out your ride change your fashion that's fine these games are all about that street racing scene you know customizing these days yeah it's cool that something exists for people who want to play this i don't think that there's too many it's not a super crowded market i don't think oh yeah but we do know a company that is working on a racing game that we won't talk about today but uh we will in the future here we know a new racing game that's going to be coming out that's set back in the some older days. Definitely not Need for Speed era, but we're not going to say anything because we don't want to get in any trouble. But uh, <clears throat> we'll talk about that. That'll be a fun episode. Maybe we'll get the developers on to talk about that too. Well, maybe. Maybe. I wonder if we know one of them. 
<laughs> racing games what can you do <clears throat> all right not a race that's about it is that a picture of the actual dolphin in a wheelchair that's the actual it? dolphin in the game riding the wheelchair that's like family guy level offensive <laughs> that's goat simulator offensive <laughs> that is that is something else uh i let's see i think we made it through our list here like there, oh, we didn't mention Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 on November 16th, I guess. They must be revamping the whole system. Yeah, I don't know how uh, how to feel about that. I, myself, wasn't the biggest fan of Warzone. It kind of just... Out of the games I could play at the time, I played maybe three matches of it. And the matches I even tried before that all crashed and wouldn't even work. Yeah... That they have like the cross-platform crossplay thing going on too, and all that, and the chat boxes. The game has definitely made leaps and bounds improvements, but it's a little clunky sometimes, and it's definitely not the best battle royale out there. So um, yeah, but it's if you love Call of Duty, and some people are hardcore fans of Warzone, it's okay. I've had the most fun playing it with friends, and I've had I've done a whole episode on Call of Duty Warzone where we actually had a blast and talked about it. Because um, there was a time period where I was into it for a couple of weeks. Um, but okay. it's because I had friends that were into it. You know, I wouldn't choose to play by yeah. myself. So. Um, I knew maybe two people that played it, and one of them was barely possible to stand for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't just the game, the it was just them in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We all have friends like that, or non-friends. So, <laughs> you know. Acquaintances. Acquaintances. That's a good word. I like that. So, but let's jump back to Pokemon here. What are we at so far? So we're, we're coming in. Oh, it's running nice and early. We're only running 25 minutes. We have all the time in the world. Uh, let's talk. Some yeah. Of, let's talk a little bit of Pokemon, um, and then we will we'll put that in the title so people know we're talking a little Pokemon. And then one of these next weeks coming up, maybe the week before it comes out or something, we'll do like a really Pokemon centric episode. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Let's do that. So, so I don't know. What have you heard about the new Pokemon game? that maybe excites you or doesn't or uh, have you heard a lot about it have you been following it uh it's koa that's cool that's a plus being able to see your friends in the overworld and you know they've kind of done that part well thing. no you're able to leave the whole town and like travel the entire world together like you can travel the entire and do the whole game co-op yeah that's i mean that's a big leap and bound from sword and shield because sword and shield had the um area where you can the wild area where you could go convert you know traverse with your friends and meet them but you had to kind of go online and then it was kind of clunky sometimes but i mean i did appreciate sword and shield it's obviously the competitive battling one until this comes out and i'm into competitive battling so i always played latest versions um that's oh yeah it's a big big change that's one thing i'm i was excited about because i pokemon always seemed like a game that would be a lot of fun to be doing with with people as well mm-hmm like, you can actually fully travel around. You can see the Pokemon in the world now. You can run into them. And you can have your friends with you while you do it. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, I, I so <clears throat> what Pokemon games have you played? And uh, which ones have been your favorite or haven't been? Or, or what's different about this one aside from even co-op? I love I love the ability to actually see the Pokemon, be able to walk over to them. From what I heard, when your Pokemon dodges, you might actually be able to see them dodge. They might do a small animation. So that's the kind of stuff that gets me really excited about it. Because I got bored of it because I got tired of just 
a blank screen with a small VFX that goes across uh -huh. and then numbers. Yeah, I mean, that that's originally what it was. Like, originally, they didn't even wiggle or anything. They were just like a, a black and white thing, and then it either came on and off the screen to do a tackle or something, but, like, they didn't move. And then they got a little bit more animation with them where, like, they wiggled their oh, yeah. tails. And then they got, like, I'm going to call it full-on animation where they actually looked animated, but they still a little limited. The effects and stuff, even sometimes... The waterfall move always bothers me because in waterfall they like they, they pull the pokemon out and have them go down a waterfall and smack you i'm like that's not it just doesn't seem realistic to sometimes how the moves line up and stuff so i guess the more realistic they can make it the better and of course pokemon size is another thing it's hard to get the size right because some of them are so huge compared to oh, yeah. humans scale wise it's hard to show that in the games but uh did you play legends arceus no no that... i think the last one i played was diamond and pearl the remake or the old old one the old one okay because they just remade it this last year or a year or two ago um, uh, yeah remakes, I know. and it was actually a really true remake so if you enjoyed that old one maybe you didn't but if you did you would enjoy the new one because it's pretty much a spitting image remake well, I mean, I I got I started getting bored after uh, Pokemon Coliseum, because Pokemon Coliseum showed what Pokemon could be, just it's a little different. Yeah. Like if they took that style and made it to where you could run around, see the Pokemon walking around, that would that would have been incredible to do. But they made the that one you could only catch other trainers Pokemon. So yeah, you had to like purify them, right? Like yeah, you had to, they, they had a darkness in them and you could capture them from them. Yeah, that's cool. Um, did you ever watch footage for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee? I watched very little footage. I thought about getting it, but I just didn't have the funds at the time. Got you. So the Eevee version, um, obviously you start with Eevee as a starter, which you might like. She never evolves because she can't evolve in that game, but she does get a couple moves, one of oh, each typing. Nope, I quit. No. <laughs> But uh, it's cool. It's a remake of like yellow version or red and blue version of the originals. It's literally like a remake slash sequel where you play through and you get to pick Pikachu or Eevee and you see red and blue in the game. You meet them um, from the first games and, and you meet your, your original rival from the first games, um, but they're older now. And so you're making your way through Kanto and you... I mean, it's a pretty faithful remake. Almost everything's the same. All the gyms are the same. The gym leaders are the same. The story's the same. But just Pokemon in the overworld. That's why I bring it up. They walk around the overworld, all the Pokemon. And, oh, yeah. And so you can bump into them, and then you have to capture them. But instead of battling, you throw a Pokeball immediately. So there's no... Yeah, that's the kind of stuff... That's what I was saying is getting me excited. is because That was the kind of mechanics that I thought after they left being jet, like on basic Game Boys and stuff... Mm -hmm they should have started having those kind of mechanics a while ago. Yeah. And then Arceus came out and they finally added something like that. They did. I know I don't like Arceus. Um, I can come out and say that. I did try to play. I tried to get into it. What I didn't like is it didn't feel Pokemon-ish. It didn't feel correct. And the battling, like when your Pokemon are battling each other, you could run around them in circles. And if you ran between them, you could actually get hit by a move. And although that's realistic, it was just a that's pain. It was a pain in the Interesting. butt. Yeah, it was a pain in the butt. And it limited what they actually did with the animations of the Pokemon. It, 
And then, like, they changed a lot of other stuff about how it all worked. You could, like, crouch and throw Pokeballs and capture Pokemon in in third person without actually battling him and stuff. It was really far. And there was absolutely zero multiplayer. You can't even battle each other in that game. So, you know, so they went leaps and bounds forward in one direction and leaps and bounds backwards in the other one. It's not considered a main series. Um, Like Sword and Shield and then Scarlet and Violet. Those are considered main series games that have all the main series staples of battling and trading and now apparently co-op. Um, <clears throat> so, no, I, I'm really excited for it. I've been watching it. One thing is, and did you play Sword and Shield? No. No? So Sword and Shield did something cool. It was, like, based off of uh, UK football, or soccer, as we call it over here. Um, and there's these huge stadiums instead of gyms, and you go to a stadium to collect all the, you know, badges, quote-unquote, whatever um and so there's huge crowds cheering and you could gigantamax your pokemon once per battle so you take your pokemon and you make him like a super godzilla pokeball and you throw it in the air the gigantamax okay cool so that was the gimmick and it was cool because the crowds would cheer and it looked like you were in a huge thing um that was new they haven't really done that before and it felt very like intense and engaging in the battles the music was good they're taking that away now and they're going back to more traditional gym like battles um, but again, they're all, they're offering co-op and a lot of other things. I'm always excited to explore a new region of Pokemon. Um, oh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the idea that you can move your character around in the battle, but I'd prefer being the, having the ability to make your Pokemon dodge rather than move your your human around and be able to get hit. I just that just feels weird. That would be cool. I wonder if they'll ever do that if they add like a skill based mechanic to Pokemon on top of the choosing an ability oh, yeah. to do something with it. You know. I played an old Zatch Bell game that allowed you to do that. Your your uh, character who holds the book and says the spell sits over in the back. They could be hit, and they drop the book, and then the person can attack the book to try and defeat you. Or they can fight you until your health was beaten. And as you ran around, you could hold, like, L2, and it brought up your four abilities you could do, your four spells for the character. And uh, it was just this really fun, dynamic system. And once I played that, and then I looked at Pokemon, I was just like, this system could work amazing in a pokemon game and just it never happened and that was back in ps2 that they were able to do stuff like that yeah pokemon has definitely always been behind the curve they don't really experiment enough don't push the boundaries because they stick to what works but they they do push the boundaries inside games like arceus or like coliseum but they won't do it with the main series which well they do that those side games so they can implement what worked out of it to the main series Right, yeah, no, that's a good So point. what they did in Arceus, they'll probably keep the ability to see the Pokemon and throw the Pokeballs, but they'll probably get rid of the bad things, like the trainer moving in and getting hit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they did say, like, you're allowed to send your Pokemon out in a direction. It's called, um, I think it's called Let's Go or something. And you can tell him to go forward or left, and he'll go out and auto-battle things and get XP in that direction. Whoa. Yeah, and you don't have to do it. You can be exploring the area while he does that. So there's some cool features they're adding in now. Um, on top of the multiplayer, yeah. So it, it'll be cool. They did have a sneak preview where they invited a lot of content creators out to go play it in person um, like a week ago. And okay. So, and so they, they had an NDA, but I think it's up now. So they're able to talk a little bit about it or something. So we're, here, we're getting some tidbits of information about the game. It looks good. It does. You know, like they, they said they gave them a pre-made team, and I think they gave them a legendary Pokemon that they could ride and fly around, but they said you wouldn't start with those abilities at the start. Uh, you get a legendary Pokemon early on. That's kind of what your bike is in this game. 
The okay. two different games, you have a different mount, which is your Pokemon, which is your transportation, which Did is a legendary. Do you think you get them early on? You're supposed to. Supposed to. That'd be interesting. That's an interesting take. I haven't heard either way. Well, they're, they're the big way you traverse the game. Yeah. Well, I think one person said I was listening to, they said you could rock climb. So you could go over to walls yeah. and physically rock climb the wall, like yeah. Legend of Zelda style, you know? So but, one runs like a beast and the other kind of rides like a bike. And then both of them can climb up walls and I believe both can glide. Yeah. So that's cool. It'll be a good game. I'll be excited to play. Hey, I'll play with you. So I'd be down. Yeah. Get on Switch and play it. I'm going to be playing it from the day it comes out. I'm actually going to buy both versions because I try to buy every version these days. All the main series ones. I'm trying to collect them all. I don't see a Pokemon on your shelf behind you, so I don't, I don't know if I'll believe you. It's a Pokemon backpack. That doesn't count. Do you have any Pokemon lying around here? I don't really. <laughs> I have the games lying around somewhere. In the case over there, I've got red, blue, and yellow and a Game Boy and stuff like that. I don't have that much Pokemon stuff, I guess. Um, I do have a lot of Star Wars stuff. but uh, there. Even that, I've purged a lot of that over the years. My old office uh, was covered wall-to-wall in Star Wars. Star Wars stuff hanging from the ceiling and Star Wars stuff decorating all the walls. I was a huge Star Wars nut for my whole life. And and now I, I yeah. turned back the collecting, the junk collecting, and I try to just collect cool pieces that other people think are cool, not just me. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to set a, a room aside if I can ever afford to do it just to have collectibles in there. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I, no, that's, that's my dream too. Then. Fireproof yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a cool. That, I, I'm down for that. So luckily my uh, spouse uh, has permitted me to have a home office because I work from home as well, right? So she's cool with me doing whatever I want in the office. So I kind of get that collectible room. But we're actually looking at buying houses right now So you know, because we're renting right now. So if we buy a house, I'll actually be able to do more to the room. So I'd like to get like nice. an arcade cabinet and stuff and put it in there eventually. I think that'd be cool. So. All right. Uh, pretty sure we're pretty far into the time. Sorry, we probably are. Now we're just going off book here. So 38 minutes is a great episode length. So we'll go ahead and head out. We'll drop our links in the description. We appreciate you guys sticking around listening to the 40th episode. Um, if you'd like to see more, you can check out halffullreviews.com. We do post the episodes there. You can also find them on Apple iTunes and Google Play. And with that, we'll see you next time. I'd like the Darksaber. Uh...